0: listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Hey guys and welcome back to RPC Ramblings. We're really glad that you could join us. We hope you're well, whatever you're up to today. Maybe we're even following you along as you're doing some housework, so we're glad to be here. Uh, my name is Leslie ann Wilkinson. I'm one of the discipleship workers at Rich Hill Presbyterian and I'm joined with Alex Richardson. Hey Alex. Hiya, Alex is also one of our discipleship workers, and we are also joined by Louisa Hannah. Hey, Louisa. Hey. And Louisa is our youth worker, so we are RPC strong today. How are you guys?
1: Yeah, doing doing well. Keeping keeping okay. Um, not much has has really changed in the in the last week. Um, it's been fairly fairly boring, I should say. Yeah, um, this
0: makes the um the pre chat banter a little bit tricky whenever actually. None of us are doing anything different, but but you're both well. Anyway, Louisa, you're well.
2: Yes, keeping well. Every day's pretty similar. Not a lot changes from day to day, but, yeah, can't complain. Enjoying some, some time at home.
0: Cool. Alex, you did, to be fair, you had some interesting chat of a potential plan for you and Rachel. Do you want to tell us about that?
1: Potentially, um, yes. So we're uh, Saturday night. Um, normally is is our date night um so what we're going to do uh, we obviously can't go out um, adhering to to all the rules social distancing and everything and um what we're going to do is we're going to order uh some food um, from a nice restaurant and museums <laughs> we're going to we're going to order some pizza from there um, and we're going to dress up and it's going to be in-house date night so we thought if we can't go out it's been a while um that we've we've done date night so uh <laughs> Let's, let's let's do uh let's dress up and order some order some zeos and uh, yeah in house date night. So it's
0: amazing. There there are many things I find impressive about that, and I think the first one is like ordinarily every week do you have a date night?
1: Uh, not well, I say Saturday night. I mean, not not necessarily every week. Um, okay, we do try to have some time every week where we just go and say get coffee or mm-hmm. go somewhere. Um, but I mean carving the timeout can be hard but uh, mm-hmm. yeah um,
0: it's so, amazing
1: I know they're, they're romantic in me um, yeah yeah
0: I mean, you, like whenever you say dress up like like what are you like currently always in sports gear like everyone else but you're going to put jeans on like is that like the like calendar yeah, I mean, dressing I mean, ho-
1: hopefully it'll be from tracky bottoms to, yeah. to jeans um, maybe from shorts to tracky <laughs> bottoms <laughs> yeah uh, jeans, and, uh, jeans and a nice shirt um, will be the dress code so I won't be allowed in so yeah
2: yeah I think it's kind of crazy the idea that dressing up is is not just putting on jeans and um, we're that used to to just having time in in tracksuit bottoms all the time Yeah, <laughs> um, and I'm I'm the same like I don't think I've wore jeans in in potentially two months yeah um, yeah it's crazy well, well you know what to do orders, orders is a good yeah
1: yeah this is it order is ears and um, gives you an excuse so
0: other restaurants are available, just in case.
1: I know, what, if CEOs are tuning <laughs> into this, big like shout out. <laughs> they must be buzzing. Awesome.
0: All of our chills <laughs> in there. Well, it's really lovely to see you guys again and to get to chat. Um, believe it or not, this is actually our eighth episode. This is eight weeks now on the trot of podcast. Um, and we had planned, well, to be honest, we didn't really have any huge plans because Whenever Alex, John, and I um, started chatting about this, we didn't know how long we we're going to need for a series of COVID related stuff. And I think whenever we had initially chatted, we said 12 and we thought, oh goodness, there's no way you're going to need that. And then we kind of like started into our way of them and realizing, okay, this could be for the long haul. So rather than committing to 12 weeks of only being COVID related, we thought maybe it's time, since probably it's going to be for a while, maybe it's time for us to wrap up on that topic. So this is going to be our last COVID-19-related episode in that up to now we've been thinking about how we respond to, how we would live in COVID-19, all with through a lens of a biblical framework. So today we, I guess we want to look ahead to think about life after lockdown. And we do know that this this maybe is going to be a while away, or certainly back to normality as we knew it will be a while away. But I think lots of people, not just us from chatting, but lots of people um, are learning a lot through lockdown. Are growing a lot and um, maybe you're thinking how they might do things differently after so I guess that's what we wanted to chat about today. Um, so really just to allow our chat or to form our chat I was going to just throw out three categories of of areas that maybe we have learned through lockdown whether that be that we've learned rightly or we've actually been aware of negative things and um, so I thought we'd chat about that and not just for us because as we've said on here before the three of us aren't parents for example. So there's even just chat from other people, things that we've heard people talking about and learning. So the first thing I was gonna ask about is home lives. So what are some things either you are learning or you've heard other people talking about about their home life during lockdown that they might want to continue after or things that they realize need to change?
2: Yeah, I think from chatting with others, one thing that I have found to be really encouraging is to hear people say that they're enjoying the extra time that they have with their family. Uh, From chatting with some parents, it seems that although it can be crazy at times with everyone in the house 24-7 and trying to balance work and homeschool, um, that it it has actually been a really time of blessing Mm -hmm. uh, to be together, to be able to sit down and have a meal together, to chat, to share stories, to read and pray together without having to rush off Mm -hmm. or have something to limit and the time that that they have together Um, and even in chatting with some young people one question that I've been asking is what have you enjoyed most about lockdown Um, and it's encouraging to hear the one answer that comes up again and again is time with family and I know myself it's the same normally um, in a week I might chat with my parents once or twice whereas now it's become routine to check in with them every day Mm -hmm. and although it's not a lot has changed from day to day it's a blessing to be able to have time together um, so yeah, I think there's a, a newfound gratitude for family, and especially for the little moments um, in the everyday where we're learning and growing together alongside one another, modelling what it looks like to live as as followers of Jesus in in our everyday. Yeah, so yeah, I think that's that's one of the things that I've heard from others, and that that seems to stand out as something that that people are are learning and beginning to to be really grateful for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, I think probably something very similar, Louisa, um, to, to what you said. Uh, people, again, have been saying a lot of the same um, stuff to me, um, uh, you know, about having the opportunity to, to study the Bible together and um, to not being as, as rushed, um, even for for children to see their, their parents modelling love and, and care um, to each other and to, to see parents um, confess sin. And before one another and to to repent before their children you know it's not always easy you said it was it's crazy louise in the the house and it is a lot of the time and so for those conversations to be able to happen of of repenting and before before children and seeing that Mm model and and as well as that i think for for married couples and to have the time to work through conflict you know rather than saying having to go out and go somewhere drop the kids off um at something and then you know end up going to bed that night and facing the opposite direction for falling asleep, you know, there's no opportunity to deal with conflict. It's it's just been a real blessing to have uh that time and um, to work to work through things, um, yeah, and to and to model uh to to, to children, um, mm. you know, just what it means to to live uh, as a Christian um under the Lordship of Jesus. So yeah. Mm.
0: I think that, yeah, I think that's one thing that we have really enjoyed here is just having the time to be together. So even, for example, Alex, you said about sometimes you would have cu- tried to carve out the time for a date night, which is exactly right. Whereas now you don't feel, or up to now, we, we haven't felt as if we're having to carve it out. We feel as if we just have it, which is really lovely Um, because, well, in our house, and I'm sure you guys are the same, like Chris and I are often on opposite schedules, like we both work during the day, but in the evenings, you're often out at things and we try to align them, but it doesn't really happen. So actually, just eating together has been really like a big thing for us. Or you know, being able to sit down together after dinner. And um, little things like that have shown have shown me anyway how important that is. Um, and I, and I think maybe not. We we acknowledge that not every home is is really enjoying this, but I think on some level there's an element where we're seeing. The, the right order of things as, as God created them. We're saying that family life is important, that God, in, God created um, man and woman to be together, to be united together, committed to one another, to raise their families together, even in an element of being involved in their education, you know, for kids to see that it's not just your teacher that teaches you things, but your parents can, um, even if it's their lessons or just in general. Like a recently in one of our studies, um, someone had said that their son... Learned how to open a a tin for the first time using a tin opener, like and she she was sort of joking, like you know when was he gonna learn that otherwise? But it's true, you know. I think he's eleven or twelve, you know. So these sort of things maybe are happening more, and and children are realizing that they can learn from parents and learn in the home, Um, and, and even just like being outside. I don't know about you guys, but I feel as though because. Even if I don't, if I think I have more time about the house, I'm more likely to enjoy my time about the house. Like, is that something you guys have been noticing?
1: Yeah, certainly. I think it's been, um, in terms of like not not just exercise, but I think what we're really talking about is just all the the small blessings that you know, the Lord can get that gives to it gives to us. And mm-hmm. probably in our busy with so much happening that we maybe overlook them and um, and we don't recognize them, um, and yet we. We, we hear of families talking about just the, the really small things that they've been able to enjoy and participate in and um, been able to go outside and enjoy going for walks, being able to talk together and um, talk together with the spouses, with, with family, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. um, I think, and Louise has already said this to do with the gratitude idea is that there's just an increased thankfulness, I mm-hmm. think for the Lord's daily small provisions, not just the big things and um, that we can often uh, overlook um uh, uh, and if anything then it's just causing us uh, to worship to worship him mm-hmm. um, more um to center our our factions on him as the creator of all these good gifts um rather than the good gifts themselves
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's really helpful like summary of that um, and i suppose i should have said although we've put these in three categories we acknowledge that there's a huge amount of overlap here and they're all intertwined you know our lives are not separated neatly so we acknowledge that but on that note if we if we want to talk about personal life and I guess some of what we're saying already overlaps in, into our personal lives so maybe um like ourselves maybe there's not kids in, in the house Maybe people are living in their own or with housemates or with maybe they're growing up with parents so it's more of a personal life maybe they're learning different things so what about you guys? Anything come to mind there? Anything that you've learned or have noticed in others?
2: Yeah, I think there, there definitely is overlap between the two. Um, one thing that that has stood out to me is the the slower pace. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to always be jumping from one thing to another and in many ways to be overly concerned with what needs to be done in a day. Um, and I know going back to pre-coronavirus, I would wake up and immediately be thinking, okay, what do I need to get done today? So much so that devotions, prayers of thankfulness, and and ultimately a recognition of God and an attempt to align my heart with His was so easily forgotten and lost in the midst of, of the busyness, in the need to get out the door to get the first thing ticked off the to do list. And so this time has been a real blessing for me in terms of routine and intentionally starting my day with reading and prayer so that everything I do then has the best chance of flowing from a focus on God, on who He is and all that he is doing and, and has done, um, instead of solely from the need to get things done um, and from my own selfish desires. Um, and in saying that, I know that it's it's very much an idealistic time for me in terms of routine. And so as things begin to move towards busyness again, I know that I'll be tempted along with so many others to just slip back into being consumed with everything that needs done. And ultimately, falling into the trap of of forgetting God, of allowing our focus to be on on other things, and so I think that's something that we have to be on guard against. Um, is that there have been so many blessings from this time, and so it's important that we begin to think about how we can incorporate these shifts and changes into our our new normal as as lockdown is lifted, as things begin to open up again. Um, so yeah, really a, a slower pace, um, a renewed focus on God, and and all my need for him every day, and how mm. all of life is to flow from from a relationship with him, um, is is something that I've been learning over these these last few months, and would like to, in many ways, continue as things go back to some sort of of normal again.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think I think following on from that, Louisa, um, I, I, what we've been talking about, I think partly here is that in the Lord's grace we've been given time um, and that's been a really good thing um, because for a lot of people it's really encouraged a lot of really healthy habits to be formed and yet we don't want to say I think that just having time um, mm-hmm. will automatically make us more holy if that makes sense and mm-hmm. um, you know I'm just as as sinful and um, even though I have more time on, on my hands I'm still just as tempted in this time as I was before lockdown um, and I will be just as tempted um, afterwards now how I'm tempted right now manifests itself works itself out differently in this season than it did it did before but, but you know I can still fill my life with stuff it can be Netflix instead of mm-hmm. football it can be online spending instead of constantly meeting people instead of complaining about people who complain and um, who I'm with it can be complaining about not getting to see those people <laughs> who, who complained you know um, but it we can fill our lives very easily with, with stuff. Um, and so I think this as much as I'm thankful for the time that that I, that I've had the extra time, I think there's also a realization for me personally that I'm just as sinful Mm. and I'm in just as much need as, as of God's grace, you know, of his empowering, enabling, rescuing grace in, in my life. Um, and so I think for me going forward um whether it's having lots of time or, or not lots of time and um, my need for Jesus is going to be just um the same uh, my need to to depend on him to look for him look to him and um, on a daily basis is is just the same um if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm. yeah and and off the back of that even Alex what you're saying um Maybe something that comes to light in a negative way is whenever we're in such close proximity with people for such extended periods of time. I think it comes to the to the front then how we actually react whenever things don't go our way or whenever someone frustrates us. Um, whenever we silly things like don't get our choice of the Netflix that night, you know whatever it is. There's there's not the same room physically <laughs> to to um, get away with those things, to just separate yourself from, from people because you're, you're together all the time. And actually, I think I think for us initially that was strange. Initially for Chris and I, for example, because that's who's in our home, um, it was maybe a little intense, but it was such a good thing how God can use that time and close proximity to grow you in patience or in grace and forgiveness. Um, even you had already mentioned, Alex, the idea of conflict resolution that you can't just each say, well, I'm right I'm tonight anyway, and, and that's that. You know, there's, there's been a lot of, of good things to learn in light of seeing the not so good things come to light. Um, so I think it has also been a time of, of having to face a lot of our sin and personal preferences head on, um, and then either choosing to dwell on those or, as we've already said, coming before God and saying, Do you know what, this is not how you've intended things to be. My sinful nature is at work here. My flesh is at work here, and I need you, through your your Son's death, to be, um to to enable enable me by your grace to act differently. Um, and like we don't always get that right. Well, certainly, in, I don't. Certainly, in this home, we don't. Um, but it has been a time to get to see that play out, maybe in a full circle more than than we normally would. You know, to sort of see that. You know, we talk about like rehearsing the gospel, and, and even. Through the years, Rich Hill has had the CCF, and, you know, the trees and through the, you know, the bad thorns and then by the cross and the good fruit. But sometimes if you're only in short blips with people, you only see parts of it. Whereas actually maybe this extended period, we're getting to work through that whole process of rehearsing the gospel and seeing the good fruit of forgiveness and reconciliation as well. Um, which really sounds a bit intense, but, but only now as I say it, you, know, you start to think actually that has been what's been happening. Um, and equally then a flip side of, of not being able to be with people, I think initially I sort of thought, okay, then I don't have to worry as much about people, or you know, if I'm not going to see this person regularly, then okay, you know, there's a bit of a slack. I can slack off a little bit, which is so not the case. You know, we've we've realised that just because we're not close um, physically doesn't mean that our work of discipleship and evangelism ceases. Doesn't mean that it's any less. Like Alex, you had some good chat about that earlier. Because earlier you were talking about uh, how um, discipleship is not restricted to a time and a place, and I think that's been obvious in our in our lockdown because we are restricted by a time and a place. You know, do, do you want to give us your chat on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's very often to think of ministry or discipleship uh, as something that happens um, specific time in a, in a specific place, mm. specific event. Um, during the week and so what can often happen I think when we think about discipleship or or ministry or Christian living is that we reduce it down to to that time that that place that that event at that certain point in the week Uh, when actually an actual fact I think what's happened in this season that the Lord has entrusted to us is that a lot of those things have been if not all those things have been stripped away from us Um, and so I guess that's probably forced us in some ways to rethink um, how we think about people how we think about discipleship how we think about christian living um, and and hopefully the, the thing that we've come to learn and certainly this has been a big thing for me to uh, that i've learned is that discipleship happens in all of life mm-hmm. in all of life is is worship to god and um, not just the one big moment in my week but the ten thousand little moments mm-hmm. matter to god and um, And so the people, even how we think about people, um, we don't just think about people in terms of uh, these people who come to an event or a program, say, for um, an hour um, to to get fixed. They're not projects. But actually we view people as people who are on this lifelong process of changing in the context of loving relationships, in the context of of truth being spoken um, into their life. And I think what you said Leslie, and then and how that ties together, it, it's the context of loving relationships mm-hmm. and speaking truth. And um, that is something that still has to happen um, and can happen uh, even in lockdown, even when we're not uh, forced to, to meet in some ways, if that makes sense. And um, that's still a calling on our lives mm-hmm. on a daily basis to be checking in with one another, to be in constant contact and touch with one another. And um, yeah, to, to be, to be loving. And, um, working out how to love just in different ways um but i think the big thing is that um discipleship it's all of life Uh, uh, and god has something to say about how we go about our our day-to-day living in 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 every aspect and it's how we come under the lordship of him in those in every area
0: Mm. louisa have you how have you found that with young ones so obviously a lot of your time is spent with with people like was that initially quite hard do you do you feel as if even maybe they're reaching out to each other more like I I don't know I haven't really been in contact with the young ones in our church but what have you seen in that sort of way
2: yeah I think it like initially um it was just a a massive adjustment to figure out okay what does it look like for us to be in contact with
0: Hmm. young
2: people whenever it normally is sort of reduced to maybe catching up with them on a Sunday in church or a certain youth program um but it has been really encouraging um through just having like zoom calls and things like that catching up with young people Mm -hmm. to hear that they are reaching out with one another a lot more Mm -hmm. Um, there is a number of the girls um have been meeting together on a Friday to do like read through a book together so just Mm -hmm. little things like that there that are really encouraging to hear of, um Mm -hmm. how they're being active and trying to to share in life together. Um, And another thing I guess that has been really helpful, at least in thinking about youth work, has been communication with parents. Um, I've really enjoyed Mm -hmm. being able to contact parents to catch up with them, and and in many ways just trying to equip and support them as they try to to disciple their kids. And that's something that we maybe lose at times whenever we are in programs um And and the kids are just sort of dropped off, and they're there, and you don't actually get that communication with parents. So that's something that I think has has been a massive blessing, um, for me, and and also just thinking about youth work as as a whole as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge thing, and that that's actually our last category is this idea of church life. So you know how because so we acknowledge again, as we have lots of times, <clears throat> that we miss church, that we long to meet together for the worship service, but potentially this has been a time to reassess how we spend our full weeks you know outside of just the worship services and and how we might do things differently so even Louise I guess what you were starting to say there about parents being more involved like do you think is that something that could be a really a big positive to come out of all of this?
2: Yeah I think so um sort of maybe come back to what we chatted about a few weeks ago in the passage in Deuteronomy where it talks about how parents are, are to pass down mm-hmm. all that they know of who God is and what he has done to their kids and um, I think this has been a really good time for parents to see that that they are able to do that and actually that they can in, enjoy doing that that it, it's not always a task that it's not always something that um, that happens at a program or um, at a, a specific event um, and even just for us as a church to be able to equip and resource parents like that's something that mm-hmm. um, has been new for us in, in figuring out ways to provide resources uh, for parents and um, but I think now that that they're there that's something that we can continue to to do and to continue to build on um, and hopefully from that it will be become easier for parents to um, to be equipping and, and teaching their kids in the home, and just enjoying um, the time that they have together, recognizing that they're able to to teach um, their kids to model what it looks like mm. to to live as a follower of Jesus in in all the little things throughout their their everyday, and it, it doesn't have to be um, confined to a specific time or place.
1: Mm. Yeah, I completely agree with that. You know, if, you know, we're talking about. Um, people changing. We're talking about growing people, um, you know, into the likeness of, of Jesus Christ, and families, you know, spouses, marriages, all of life being being worship. Uh, and if we're saying that all of life is worship, that God has something to say about all of life, then discipleship and um, thinking about what God has to say about every area of our life, not just reducing it down to specific times or events, it's absolutely crucial. Actually, that we we then begin to to foster those habits, those daily habits. Mm. Um, if we want to see that change, if we want to be uh, people who glorify God ourselves um, and then bring others to, to glorify God and to grow them up in worshiping the Lord and understanding who Jesus is, that has to be a, a daily constant thing throughout the day um, rather than just specific times or, or events for sure. Mm.
0: And and then maybe this has actually shown us that. We are free to do those things that, like, as you were saying, parents realizing that they're able, you know, they're more <laughs> than able. They're equipped to do this with their own children, and even for the, those of us without children, like we are free to invest in people, our neighbours. You know, Alexi and I were talking about that. Like we're getting to know our neighbours a lot more, and um, we, you know, we're able to spend time with maybe siblings who, who aren't Christians, with parents who aren't Christians. Uh, we're able to reach out and you know to teammates, whatever it might be. And we're actually currently freed up to do that. So so looking ahead, you know, I guess even Chris and I are starting to talk about this. You know, we don't want to stop these maybe more deliberate uh, relationships or conversations. So, you know, how can we be freed up to do that as well? And just maybe thinking how we spend our time, um, investing our time in loving people, which is not restricted, as you've already said, to a building, to a time, to a certain part of our week. Uh, so I think it ha- probably has changed how maybe we'd like to view our, our week, how we spend our time, how we are committed to the church even. And and even that commitment to the church, I think people are learning a lot about the worship service because all of the things that they're missing, yes, I'm sure people are missing the, the coffee and you know they're missing seeing their friends, I've no doubt. But I actually think people are missing seeing together, you know, not just in their own homes. I think they're missing um, seeing and being in the same room as the person preaching. And I like, think they're missing like the the like hums of agreement during the prayer you know people are missing the community of church uh, and and i wonder will we have a greater understanding and appreciation of the worship service following this like i wonder will there be a greater commitment to our sunday mornings and evenings what what, what do you guys think on that
1: yeah i think so um uh, definitely do you know i even reflecting on probably what i've personally missed you, mm-hmm. you know you look around and you see loads of people story after story. Yeah. Of God's grace at work, um, and that's one of the real blessings of of community. As you you see different stories, you see how the Lord is working in, in lots of different ways, and to change people, to, to to grow people. Um, I think that's just something that that, that I that I really missed. And as you said, Lizanne has really deepened my appreciation for, mm-hmm. for for church, for 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 community, and um, you know, for uh, just yeah, being being together as as the body of Christ. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah, and even, um, I was thinking about this recently, like I am in contact with people, we're all in contact with people, but it's probably people that we already know or that we have some sort of connection to. Whereas actually, I look forward to just making chat with someone new. Do you know that sort of way? Looking within the church family, just being able to meet more people. And actually, the Zoom prayer meeting, to be fair, has been good for that, to maybe be in rooms with different people. Uh, But that aspect that... It's, it's our, our whole church family, you know, not just the ones that we are already friendly with. You know, it'll be, I think there maybe will be a greater desire to get to know one another better and to reach out beyond our, our comfortable um groups. So that would be a really great thing.
1: Yeah, completely. I, and you know, getting to chat to new people, talking to new yeah. people, great. And even to invite people. Um, yeah. To, you, know, you, you mentioned their own mission, Leslie and uh, And I think for Rachel and I as well, we've really been thinking about what are what do we want to prioritize after mm. after this lockdown and one of the things I think has become really apparent to us is that uh, people are especially at this time, whether they're young or old they're lonely and um, mm. they don't get out much they, they, they don't get to see people there's real loneliness there's real fear um, of what's going on and um, there's a real sense of fragility of life um and I, I can't imagine that going away mm. you know anytime soon after this and and so, I guess as a as a Christian, you can you, you can make sense of a lot of stuff, um, you know, from from Scripture and from what God has to say. And there's a lot of people that can't make sense of that because they don't know, you know who God is. They don't know and um, what He's revealed in His Word and um, how He offers so much hope. Um, and so, I think for us, there's been a real burden placed in our on our hearts just to be in contact increasingly with, um, mm-hmm. people that don't know, uh, Jesus yet. Um, whether that's neighbors, whether that's for me, it's so teammates, uh, and certainly for both Rachel and I for our families, mm-hmm. um, to, to make sure we're prioritizing, um, non-Christian people, people who are not yet saved and mm-hmm. inviting them, having conversations about, uh, about the gospel, um, yeah, for sure. For, for that to be one of the main priorities um, going forward.
0: So, I suppose, excuse me, we've uh, covered, I suppose, three big categories. And I guess we always want to land land this. So bear in mind, this is going to be our last deliberate chat about COVID. And we know that this lockdown will continue beyond this podcast episode. We know that and we acknowledge that. But even to get people starting thinking now, like, have you any sort of closing thoughts or even advice or any, any thoughts on that
2: yeah I think what what Alex had said there was was really helpful the mm-hmm. idea of of prioritizing what is important um, there's been so many blessings that have come, come from this time um, and everyone has been learning so much and I think it's figuring out for each individual person each in the individual mm-hmm. family what it looks like for you to take those things that you have learned um, the blessings that you've experienced and begin to incorporate them into your everyday life as things begin to become a little bit more and more normal every day so almost what does your your new normal look like um, what does it mean for your your schedule um, and and what your week previously looked like maybe there's certain things that you're now including in your week that you didn't include before and um, that you want to keep and um, but for everything to go back to normal it might mean that certain things have to be cut from your week. So I think it's that question of um, what what has been good um, and and what maybe in the past has been good, but that isn't necessarily as important right now. And um, so so the idea of of prioritising what is important, figuring out what it is that is important, um, and beginning to to figure out what it looks like to um, to shape your week around that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I completely agree with Louisa that uh, there has to be a question around what are we going to prioritize in light of this, of the good that has come out um, with the likes of family devotions, the the, the increased uh, time for, for families to not just do family devotions and family worship, but to make just life in the home in general, mm-hmm. um, a, a place where uh, grace is is really evident, the Lord's grace is really evident. Um how are we going to continue to make that a priority um, on a daily basis all the time? Uh, I think it's a big question. And I think the other thing is, is that although things may get busier, um, and we may have had the time to deal with a lot of things in, in, in our life right now, the reality is um, our hearts are constant idle factories. Mm-hmm. We are always being tempted. And so our need of Jesus, um, you know, doesn't diminish after this because we've maybe got things sorted but our need for jesus uh, is just as great and our dependency our trust in him um, is is always and um, the same um yeah
0: mm, I know. yeah and not only maybe seeing what good things we can put in place but saying okay I didn't expect that I would react like that or act like that and I did and therefore I need to deal with this sin in my heart and and that again, just Alex, as you were saying, reminds us all the more of our utter dependency upon Christ. Um, And I guess we would encourage each other here and whoever is listening to start having these conversations now and, and maybe even make that a family conversation where appropriate to involve kids in that to see how they're learning, what they're growing in and what they've enjoyed even about spending time as a family I think that maybe it would be a helpful chat now because I well if you're anything like me if I just if I were to wait until things go back to normal even with the best intentions in the world I know that there wouldn't be any mm. great changes so this is definitely something that I need to think about in advance um, and I don't think I'm alone in that Alex is nodding anyway so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think I think that would be a good thing for all of us today um, guys, thank you for your chat. I think that's been really helpful for us to think through these areas. And um, I do hope that anyone listening at home that this is helpful as you consider your family and your circumstance, your schedules, um, and to see what is it that that God is calling you to prioritize. How how is He calling you to to love Him above all else, um, and to love others in light of that? Um, so that is our prayer for each other and, and for you listening. And even as we finish off this series from COVID. We know we have a lot to learn and we're thankful for what God has taught us in this time. So that's it for today. And um, Alex and Louisa, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Myssa. Yeah,
0: Good thanks. to get you chatting. Nice yeah, it's yes. great. Good, and it was it's helpful for us to chat through this too, so so thank you for that. And thank you for listening and we will see you soon. Bye.